Everybody out there in podcast land, you set your doll once again to Combat Sports with Rhino, episode 55, if you can believe it. On today's show, we have a very special, you know, thing going on today. We have our end of the year Combat Sports with Rhino Awards, known as the Rhinos. We're going to have some MMA Rhinos we're going to be passing on for different subject matter. Then we're going to have some MMA Twitter. Joining me for the entire uh, award ceremony is going to be my dear friend, my feature play, Andrea. Followed after that is going to be our interview with Austin Lights Out Lingo before his UFC fight on January 16th on Fight Island. And then we'll have a little outro at the end. So today is going to be a little bit different. We have no editing going on, right? Uh, D. Reigns, the best engineer in the biz, has taken a much-needed vacation this week. So we are doing this completely on our own. No net to fall into. No parachute, Drea, as we jump out of the airplane. We're going fucking completely... Uh, unfiltered, un, you know what I mean, unedited on everything. So why don't we go so ahead and, uh, yeah, exactly. Bear with us. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy. We didn't want to take a week off. We wanted to make sure we were uh, bringing out some content for everybody. So uh, definitely. So Drea, our first Rhino that we're going to give out is for KO of the year, which is almost everybody's favorite thing. Is the big KO the one that gets all of everybody's arm hair to stand up on edge? Um, so a lot of people I'm sure had the exact same one, but for us, and we both actually agreed on this one because there's others that we have different picks for. We both agreed that Joaquin Buckley spinning back head kick over Impa Kasangane is our KO of the year. Holy crap. Have you ever seen anything like that before, Drea? I have not. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, it was definitely one of my Drea's drops of the night, uh, when we did that and, to me, I mean, yeah, KO of the year it could be freaking KO of the decade. <laughs> yeah, it was it's, pretty impressive. It's rare you see something for like the first time, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that had never really been seen before. That was incredible. So, uh, big shout out to Joaquin Buckley for his incredible kick heard around the world over Impa Kasangane. All right, let's move into our submission of the year, which we are actually different on this one. I have my submission of the year is for Bellator's A.J. McKee with his modified neck crank over Darian Caldwell. So my submission of the year for the Rhino goes to A.J. McKee. And you have a different one for you, Drea. Who did you pick? Um, I'm actually going Mackenzie Dern. Uh, she being the first uh, woman to get a leg lock submission in the UFC um, was super impressive for me. So I'm going Mackenzie Dern. History-making performance indeed. That's a great pick on that one. I can absolutely see that going down as a great pick for her, Rhino, for submission of the year. Let's move into our fight of the year. Uh, we actually agreed on this one after some discussion. Uh, we have Yoana Young-Jacek. <laughs> we have Yoana Young-Jacek, or Yoana Champion, as she likes to be called, versus Zhang Weili. That was an incredible 115-pound fight. Uh, back and forth, all five, just an unbelievable barn burner. I love to say slobber knocker, as everybody knows. Uh, that was definitely <laughs> what we picked for fight of the year. Some honorable mentions on that one were Dustin versus Dan Hooker, uh, Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. Definitely Tony and Justin was on the table. But, Drea, you and I came up with Yoana Young-Jacek and uh, Zhang Wiley for the yeah. fight of the year. And how did you feel about that one? It was a beautiful fight. Uh, I know... Not that people would have forgotten about it, but it was so early in the year. Um, everyone started talking about, you know, some other fights. But when you bring that up, if you were to watch it again, it's it's definitely fight of the year. It was an amazing performance by both of them. That's one of those ones that's going to hold up over the test of time. You know what I mean? You can't yes. you can't unsee the damage that was done to Joanna's forehead and the the amount of oh. punches and kicks that they both landed. The 
the the incredible drama that ensued throughout the fight. Yes, just, just incredible from top to bottom. Yeah, it was. Yeah, absolutely. And what a beautiful fight that was. And yeah, we're all going to be talking about that for a long time to come. So once again, that's our fight of the year. All righty, moving into our MMA fighter of the year. Uh, we actually uh, agreed on this one. We're going to have a male and a female award for this one. So the Rhino for MMA Male Fighter of the Year with five wins in 2020 in the UFC, best organization of MMA in the entire world, goes Kevin Holland. He is our award winner for Male MMA Fighter of the Year. Now, Drea, why don't you go ahead and take the one for the ladies from 2020's UFC Fighter of the Year. We are going to go with Mackenzie Dern as the female fighter of the year. Uh, definitely had some amazing performances uh, throughout the year and is definitely making her way up the, you know, the rankings. And we believe that uh, she's the one she's had the most, you know, dominant performances. Absolutely, dude. You go 3-0. and She went 3-0 and in 2020. Uh, nobody else exceeded that that we were aware of. Not just that, but... Uh, she had two finishes by submission, and then she showed that she could go the distance in a in a firefight with uh, Virna Jandaroba. So she really proved a lot of things. The uh, the thing about Mackenzie Dern now is she is a two time Rhino winner. <laughs> she has, yeah, <laughs> she was not only submission of the year, but she's got female fighter of the year now. Again, just to preface this, we're not saying that these are the best fighters in the UFC. These are the people who had the best year, in our opinion, right? So right. that's just to be clear on that. These are the these are the fighters who had the best year. So um, I'm going to take this uh, the 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 boxing male boxer of the year. I've got Tiafimo Lopez, uh, so not solely based on, but very heavily based on the fact that he beat Vasily Lomachenko, who was considered one of the top kings in the pound per pound in the pro sport of boxing. Uh, unbelievable win, great performance. I know the Ring Magazine kind of had a co-champion with him. And Tyson Fury, which I could completely understand. But for this show, my show, <laughs> it's Tiafimo <laughs> Lopez by himself, male boxer of the year. Now, Drea, do you want to take the uh, female boxer of the year? Um, you it take is it. Clarissa I just Shields. Have, I just have, it's Clarissa Shields. I'm sorry. <laughs> no problem. So we got, yeah, we have, we, have, uh, we have Clarissa Shields getting our female boxer of the year. Uh, not only is she going to be boxing, but we all kind of saw the the news reel that went off about her. She is now going to be fighting for the PFL as well, so she is going to be double dipping in both mixed martial arts and pro boxing. Um, undefeated, unbelievable pro boxer. We're all kind of waiting to see what'll happen once she changes up the gloves and you know throws in takedowns and kicks and everything else when she's training in Albuquerque with uh with oh, Jackson Wink squad. So we'll see what comes out of that. But yeah, big uh, big year in store for Clarissa Shields. And so big shout out to her and Tiafimo Lopez. Uh, moving into our boxing prospect of the year. I, I couldn't have thought of anybody else, man. Ryan Garcia all day. This kid has the has the drip. He's got the swag. He's got the hand speed. He is a phenomenal in-ring boxer. And he has all the accoutrements that come along to be a very marketable, very famous individual over the next few years. Um, so, yeah, big, uh, big ups to... Prospect of the year, Ryan Garcia from the Combat Sports with Rhino Fam. All right, let's move into our our favorite moment of the year, Dre. Now you and I talked about this at length. We brought up a, we brought up several things that we both thought might have been our favorite moment of the year, but we kind of boiled it all down. And we decided on. Do you want to go ahead and take this one? Or do you want the old Rhino to do this one? Oh, uh, you can go ahead and take it. I don't want to. All righty, we got It'll our. Probably make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't want that. Um, our favorite moment of the year was Habib uh, in his title fight. Post his father passing away, his father, his best friend, his coach, 
passes away. The title fight against Justin gets the win. Um, what a beautiful moment. What an incredible, uh, I remember that, that animated piece that came out that we all saw. It was a really beautiful thing. Um, say what you like. Uh, you, everybody can have different opinion about Habib and about other things outside of the cage, but anybody can kind of, you know, on a human level, understand how hard that must have been to train for the first time uh, without your dad after he passed away. So what an incredible moment. So that was our um, that was our favorite moment of the year that both Dre and I uh, co-signed on on that one. So we've only got one more. Uh, oh no, we got two more of the of the MMA. Uh, awards before we get into our MMA Twitter awards. So the comeback fighter of the year, as our boy Steve says, pretty eyes is Brian <laughs> Ortega. He had a two-year layoff, um, and then he got his big win over the Korean Zombie. So that was his, you know, after his beating from Max all the way, from he took way. a long layoff. He had surgeries, you know, he had a long layoff. Um, he comes back and he fights a really, really tough Korean Zombie. I mean, the dude has that name for a reason. Incredibly skilled, and he made it look almost easy, right? Like yeah. he completely dominated that fight. Um, so yeah, but old Brian Ortega gets our comeback, comeback. fighter of the year. So that's going to be, that is our last one, huh? Yeah. That's all I have. Yeah. That's our last one for our MMA awards. So let's go ahead and get into our MMA Twitter awards. And again, please nobody get butt hurt about anything on this. This is just fun. Right. This is just a fun to make people laugh and smile and have a good time. Um, uh, our MMA Twitter awards. So once again, just to preface this one, the CSWR crew is not eligible for any of these wins. So we are we have taken ourselves off of the table because I would have just given Dave Fretz every award because he's the man. Uh, <laughs> we would have taken them all. <laughs> right. We would have been like, Ryan O'Drea, Ryan O'Drea, Dave Fretz, Ryan O'Drea, Dave Fretz. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> so the Rhino for what we're I'm calling the most important MMA Twitter realm podcast goes to the Shots Fired pod hosted by Mike, Gina, Kairos, and Chisanga. Not only do they have fantastic interviews, they have fantastic breakdowns. Everybody has difference of opinion on things. They fight, but in an entertaining way where it's like their family, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. and they have they also have some beautiful, uh, very introspective uh, stories that they tell about, you know, life and about social justice and about uh, all sorts of areas of life that we don't normally get to explore or hear about on a regular you know, MMA podcast. So I'm just absolutely over the moon. I love that show. They're all wonderful people. Um, I don't know Chisanga very well, but I know Kairos, Mike, and G fairly well. And they're all my friends. Really, really great show. It's super important. So once again, the most important podcast from the MMA Twitter sphere, we'll call it. The Rhino for this year gets two shots fired pod, Mike, Gina, Kairos, and Chisanga. So kudos to you, lady and gentlemen. All right, if I'm going into our next one will be the uh, informative Rhino. So the, the the person on MMA Twitter who's the most informative as far as fight announcements and schedule and whatnot is goes to our homie Marcel Dorf. Drea, don't you think Marcel is a very critical component of learning 100%. when fights are and what new matchups are? 100%. Whenever I see a fight announcement come through um, before, you know, even the promotions announce them, it's always coming from ourselves. So I 100% co-sign on that. Um, he's definitely the most informative on MMA Twitter. So big ups to you, Marcel. Keep it coming, brother. We all need it. We all count on you. We appreciate you. So uh, yeah, the Rhino for the most informative MMA Twitter page goes to you, Marcel Dorf. Alrighty, for the diversity in content has to go to my man, Juice. 
if you have a MMA podcast for over a year and then you switch over completely to a theater and play and, you know, podcast, you want to talk about how different those things could possibly be. I don't even know. Those are two opposite ends of the spectrum of the world, but he's done it. Uh, with fluidity and tra- and completely transitioned well. So again, a great MMA podcast and the fighting with myself, but he's now transitioned into the breaking the fourth wall pod, which is a fantastic, I'm not even a theater or musicals or play guy, but I still listen to it because it's really, it's really entertaining. So yes, the diversity in content Rhino for 2020 goes to our boy juice for the fighting with myself podcast into the breaking the fourth wall pod. So, we're going to move into our next one, Andrea. We have our naughty and nice. Uh, so people who put out stuff that's both naughty and nice. You know what I mean? The kind of duality. Why don't you go ahead and lead off on this one? So I'm going to start off with, well, I think we have two. So that's, we'll start with that. We do have two people for this rhino. Um, and I'm going to go with Arena Rome. She is an amazingly nice person who has extremely naughty content as well. So, uh, <laughs> So shout out to you, Arena Rome. Uh, you get my naughty and nice rhino. Yes, and Arena Rome, we all really, really dig you. You're so sweet and a supportive person, and we really hope mm-hmm. that your uh, your your health situations get taken care of because we really enjoy having you on the TL. Uh, my naughty and nice goes to my girl, Lanta Brown, because either by the fleets or by the tweets, she will both put out some hilarious, naughty-sounding things, and then she'll also come back with really supportive and kind and mm-hmm. nice stuff. So I love Lanta Brown. I love her book. If you guys haven't already and you're into, um, you know, and you're, and you're into reading, definitely check out The Mixed Martial Arts by Lanta Brown. It is a fantastic book. It's absolutely for adults, right? For way adults <laughs> yes. only. It's got some real naughty content in it, but it's phenomenally written, and she's a wonderful person and absolutely my friend and a big support of our show. So Naughty and Nice Awards go to Lanta Brown and Queen Arena Rome. All righty, let's go to our MMA Twitter award for the Rhino goes to for OG of the year, Drea. The OG, the original gangsta, which is what this holds down. And a, a longtime member of our show, somebody who, gosh, he was my first voice person who ever left a voice question for the show is my <laughs> man, Jim Asoon. Jim Asoon wins the OG award, the Rhino for this year's CSWR Awards, episode 55. So, in honor of you, Jim, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> What's going on, you bunch of fucking casuals? <laughs> it sounded more like Randy Macho Man Savage than Jim, but that's the best yes. I can do. <laughs> and we have to add, it's always 420. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I dude. I love it, too. He's so cool. Big up to you, Jim. Um, and now our rhinos that we're going to get about for positive energy. So the people who put out that positivity, who aren't usually getting into Twitter scraps, but are, you know, are being kind and uh, being nice to everybody and being supportive of various things. So I'll go first. Uh, I'll take um, I, my pick for this one is Sin City Sarah. Nonstop positive attitude. She is always smiling. She puts out hilarious stuff. Love her, love her energy, her positive to positivity. So Sin City Sarah gets mine. Drea, what's yours for uh, the positive energy rhino this year? My most positive, uplifting uh, person that I see on my timeline is going to go to Shark Division, uh, Angel. He is always pumping people up, and uh, I just appreciate his positive energy all the time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, Angel. We absolutely appreciate you, dude. And uh, 
yeah, those are two. Those are two really good picks, I think, for that one. All right, so let's go. We had so we had a little bit of trouble with this one yesterday. So we were trying to differentiate, right? So we, we have like what we're going to call our our number one tour guide on MMA Twitter. Our number one tour guide is Kaposa. And what does that mean? Is that when there is uh, when there are fights upcoming, he not only has the posters, but he has the channel, he has the time. You know what I mean? So he's kind of leading us through what fights and what promotions are on what channel at what time, who's fighting. Um, so we wanted to make sure that was different than what Marcel does, because it is, right? So we wanted to give Definitely. an award for our MMA Twitter tour guide of the year to the big man himself, Kaposa, right? So we got Kaposa yeah. for that one. And then uh, kind of an offshoot of that is um, is is the queen of that, which is the queen of highlights, uh, which is Shannon. I am Shannon O'Shea, my name. She she really puts off some great highlights, not just of um, the UFC, but of all different forms of combat sports. She seems to watch everything and, you know, puts out clips and everybody can kind of see the finishes or like the really high intensity exchanges. And uh, so, yeah, Shannon has just been awesome about providing highlights. And she also does what Kaposa does as well, where she kind of says what time, what channel, things of that nature. So absolutely. So we're going to give our tour guide award to Kaposa, and then our Queen of the Highlights Award goes to Shay My Name, I Am Shannon Though. So, we have one more, Drea, but, but before we get into the next one, don't you think that Kaposa and, uh, and Shay My Name are what we would call super necessary as far as keeping oh, us yeah. informed? 100%. There's always, you know, if I've missed something or I wasn't able to watch the fights and there's somewhere I need to go to, you know, catch it or catch at least the highlights. I always visit Shay's page. Um, she always has clips of highlights from everywhere, whether it be boxing, you know, MMA, any type of combat sports, she posts everything and she posts the best of the best highlights. So um, I definitely recommend if you don't follow her, follow her because she has some really great content. Yeah. If you want to hear about stuff and you want to, you know, make sure that your calendar is set you check out Kaposa oh, yeah. and, and you check Kaposa, out Shannon for sure. <laughs> because yes. they'll take you. They'll take care of you. Um, yeah. All right. Our last one goes to our sense of humor award. So again, this one was probably the one that Dre and I discussed the longest last night. I mean, we probably, we brought up all kinds of different names. must've been 15, 20 names oh, of people yeah. we find funny. Cause everybody's um, so funny. <laughs> right. There's a lot of funny things that are out yeah. on MMA Twitter. You know, we, there's a lot of, you know, not so fun stuff and people fighting and all that other stuff too. Like right. that's part of it, but there's also a pretty cool part where people are looking to make other people laugh, uh, not just with memes, but with funny sayings and whatever else. So we talk about this a lot and we decided we're going to go with a non-human on this one. We're going with Gokan, the dog who has some of the funniest roasts of his owner, Mac Malley, who has yes. some of the funniest memes. Uh, he he has some pictures that you look at. He almost looks like a cartoon of how funny yeah. the situation that he's making his face to look like. He's always talking shit to his owner, which is I oh, think is really yeah. a funny premise anyway. So yeah, so Gokan or Gokan is mm -hmm. our sense of humor award for MMA Twitter. If you don't follow him and you and you love dogs, you've got to get on board with go kind of see some of his funny fucking content. It is hysterical. Plus, Dre and I are both dog lovers. So yes. it's a fun thing. You get to see you get to see a really good boy, and he's also saying and doing really <laughs> funny things. <laughs> I love all the good boy memes. Oh, right. That's boy. what they're the, the goodest boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was our final MMA Twitter award. So again, we just wanted to say thank you so much to some people who have been really supportive of our show, not just 
with retweets and likes, but who also participate in asking questions. Um, Raging Sweet Potato, Mr. B, Brat MMA, Scott Nolan, all the homies of the MCCI, Steffi, Shaylin, D. Kranz, Jess, Doc, Marquise over at Week Sauce Radio. I mean, there are so many who make the show really, really go. And, uh, yeah, we just want to say that was an incredible incredibly difficult 2020 first of all i'm so glad we had the content that we did we're lucky to even have had it um of course there's a lot of things that need to be fixed and changed we totally understand and agree with that but just from a content perspective i'm so glad we had the fights that we did shout out to all the fighters who put it on the line the way they did this year and uh shout out to drea to dave frets the Einstein of graphic design to d reigns the engineer the best engineer the biz thank you guys for being a part of this show we are so, so, so appreciative, and uh, let's go ahead, and we're going to finish up between Dre and I here, and then we're going to dive right into the interview with uh, UFC 145-er Austin Lingo. So on behalf of me, I want to say thank you and love all you guys. Dre, thanks so much for joining us today and being the co-host with the Mo-host on this year's <laughs> CSWR Rhino Awards. Thank you for having me uh, as, well, I guess it's been a year since I've been on the show, so this is pretty awesome and i just want to thank you for bringing me on and and making me your feature player <laughs> I, oh Dre, thank you very much your your dre is drop of the night and I, my feature player dre i couldn't i wouldn't replace you with anybody so thank you so so very much and we will absolutely talk to you next week when we are back at our regularly scheduled programming all right see you next week see you later ladies and gentlemen of the rhino game we've got ourselves a very special guest once again today UFC featherweight lights out has joined us Austin Lingo thank you so much for being here today my friend yes sir glad to be here thank you oh dude definitely dude we're absolutely stoked to have you on just a month out from your uh from your next UFC fight so Austin what I love to do in round one is to kind of get to know how how you guys first got into the sport of MMA so what was your kind of introduction into uh this crazy world of MMA I mean you know I started boxing and uh uh, I picked up jiu-jitsu, or I started boxing, and then I started watching a little bit of UFC, and uh, I just wanted, I, there was only MMA gyms that uh, that would let me spar, so I just started sparring MMA a lot, and I really liked it, so that's why I, I just picked it up, and I've liked it ever since. <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. Well, you certainly have a knack for it. Um, at the time we're recording this, Austin, we're about a month away from your fight with Jacob Kilburn on the UFC fight night, Holloway versus Cater. What's the training level at right now? So a month out, I know when I was a pro boxer, um, a month out, I was still kind of going pretty hard with the sparring, you know what I mean? And then about two weeks out, started to lighten it up a lot and go real technical. So kind of where are you at in your fight camp right now with the kind of the level of intensity? Definitely, man. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we're, we're, we go intense all the time, but, uh, Coming up to a fight, you know, six weeks out, four weeks out now, you know, we're trying to kind of maintain the the fight scenarios and do everything like it's still a fight, but we don't want to get injured. So, I mean, we can't go as hard as we, you know, as hard as you we would in a fight. But I mean, you know, we're, we're still in there. <laughs> we're hitting each other. <laughs> sure, sure, dude. Um, after certain like very successful run in the LFA. You made your UFC debut uh, last February against the extremely talented Yusef Salal. I'm a big believer in that we learn more from our losses than we do than our wins. Uh, that's, just, that's just, in the fight game especially, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, 
were you able to kind of sit down with your team and your coaches and kind of see the areas that you kind of want to shore up from your last fight to your next fight uh, next month? Oh, definitely, man. Like, you know, I learned so much off that loss, and it's like, you know, just going into a fight with one game plan is, is never the plan, you know? Sure. <laughs> you, got, you got to be open-minded in there. It's the MMA. You got to mix it up, you know? So I'm prepared for anything. We've been preparing all year for, you know, just whatever. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I got you, dude. Uh, going back to your amateur, Austin, you – so you're 12 fights in in just under four years. That's a, that's a good amount of experience for someone who's only 26 years old. Which parts of your game do you think you've grown the most in that time? Like since like day one of the Amis or your first fight till now, what do you think has grown the most as far as your repertoire as you were for uh, MMA? Definitely. Uh, a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. Got a lot of good training partners with wrestling. Got a lot of uh, some uh, jiu-jitsu. You know, I picked up a lot of new. I pick up new moves in jiu-jitsu every day, but uh, striking. You know, being dynamic instead of one-sided. You know, I kind of started as like a dynamic, but I was really sloppy, so I kind of just stuck to boxing for a little while. But I've kind of brought it back to where I'm. You know, where everything looks. You know, but you know, as far as uh, just dieting and. All that stuff, you know, just the, the outside game to fighting. You know, I've, I've gotten a lot better at all that. You know, dieting, keeping a good cardio at all times, you know, not doing, uh, you know. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So just this multifacets of the other things besides just different techniques as far as training goes. Just the entire all-encompassing world that you have to kind of keep yeah. sharp. But I totally get what you're saying, bro. Um so your upcoming fight, we, you're fighting Jacob Kilburn. I've only seen him fight one time. What do you know about him, and what kind of things do you think he presents that might be uh, challenging? I mean, you know, he's got a, he's got a lot of good boxing. Uh, I've seen a, a couple of knockouts of him. Uh, he's got some submissions I've seen. Uh, he's got a good guillotine. You know, uh, he likes to do kind of some fancy moves sometimes he likes to do like a superman punch maybe here every once in a while or you know kind of get the crowd going that's always you know everybody does that though so sure yeah so i mean you know i think he's well-rounded and i think he's ready to ready to get in there beautiful dude now you train out of fortis mma in dallas which is i mean what a super talent gym with top-tier fighters just everywhere from top to bottom. I had your teammate, Ferdy Garcia, on a little over a month ago. I asked him the same question I'm going to ask you. It's not verbatim, but, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of asking the same thing. So what has it been like for you training at Fortis? Like, kind of what has the experience been like for you to uh, train with that level of talent, that high level of coaches? Where do you think that kind of has been your experience? Man, it's, 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 it's great, man. Like, to go there and train with those guys, it's like, you know, you can train at a boxing gym all day and you can do this, but, you know, you're only, you're only sparring boxers. You're only sparring, you're only rolling with jiu-jitsu fighters. You know, you're, they're playing guard and, you know, your opponent isn't going to play guard in MMA. So, and that's what, you know, Fortis brings to me. They're like, you know, I go in there and those guys are just MMA, MMA, you know, it's like, we don't ever just one side something, just just box or something. You know, it's like it's just a mixture, and then the level of everybody is just, 
you know, it's, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have that blessing to be there. Yeah, absolutely, dude. You just look at some of the killers on the roster and then look at who's fighting just right up front now. I mean, you know, you got Alex Morono, yep. uh, Jeff Neal, you, you guys are all fighting in the UFC here in the next few weeks. Uh, it's what it's what a talent rich gym. And uh, yeah, dude, I, I totally co-sign on that. It's got to be it's got to be nothing but all good being able to train with that level of talent and having that high level of coaching at your disposal. It's amazing, dude. So, Austin, you started off your you start off your fights fairly often really fast. Like right out of the gate, like on your record, you finished seven fights in the very first round. Is coming out aggressive something that you always kind of foresee being part of your game plan? You just like to come out and get things going. You know what I mean? Get into it, get into the mix right away. I mean, it's really, uh, really comes down to those first three punches. If you know, I come out strong with those first three punches, and I, I initially just look at what the guy does. If the guy's face, you know, it kind of looks like he got hurt then it's go time, you know. But if it's like he can take it or if he runs and plays it smart, then it's like, oh, you know, I got to switch my game plan up. But, you know, those you know, those fights that I finished quick, you know, I, I just saw it. That first yeah. three punches, I was like, oh, I already know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's something that, and, you know, you coming from a boxing background also, you know, we heard it from our coaches from the moment we stepped in as Amy's, and that's be first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every coach and every boxing team ever says, be first, be first. And it's hard to do sometimes, but not for you, because you come out of the gate, man, <laughs> and you are a fucking dynamic striker from the very jump, and it's really worked out for you, which is awesome. So, Austin, my homies in the Rhino gang know that my favorite all-time boxer ever is James Lights Out Tony. He's a fellow Michigan guy. I actually got to be a sparring partner of his, which I'm, I've told at length, and I'm sure they're all sick of hearing about it. <laughs> but I got to be a sparring partner for James Tony in his last camp for his last pro fight. So, um, again, he's my favorite. And you guys share a nickname. Yeah. I love that nickname, obviously, because he's my favorite fighter. Where did you get Lights Out from? Who, who gave you that one, and what was that moniker uh, given to you for? I mean, you know, as a kid, I never knocked anybody out. I mean, I knocked one guy out, and... I just was so happy about it one time, and I've wanted that name ever since I was a kid. I mean, I didn't really think of it, but, like, whenever I thought of it, like, when I was, like, in my 20s, like, I just was like, I really want this name. And, you know, all my teammates were like, well, you, you don't even knock anybody out. And, <laughs> and then I had my first fight, and it was a TKO, and they were like, nope, can't call yourself that. So then uh, my second fight came and I upper, you know, got the knockout and it, I don't, I just was like, well, it's lights out now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, bro. Um, so away from the gym, Austin, what, what are some of the things you like to do? I mean, are you a gamer guy? Are you an outdoorsman? What are some things away from the gym that you like to do to uh, spend your time? Man, a little bit of everything. I like fish, golf, you know, play uh, soccer, skateboard. I love gaming. I love gaming. Uh, I got an Xbox. You know, I'm getting the new Xbox that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, so, yeah, a little bit of everything. You know, I like to hang out, have a good time. <laughs> sure, dude. So you have a very diverse portfolio of things you like to do outside of, outside of the cage, which is awesome. I think it's very beneficial for, if nothing else, than your mental health. You, know, you can't just be <laughs> focused on training and fighting all the time. You go nuts. Yeah. Um, so here's my obligatory food question, Austin. 
So you live in Texas, which is one of the world's greatest cuisines as far as I'm concerned, especially for a meat and potatoes guy like the old Rhino is, dude. So when it's time to really indulge, I mean, I know you got to keep things cool a lot of time with diet and whatnot, but when you get a chance to really indulge in something, what's something that you really like to go hard on uh, and where do you like to get it from down there in Texas? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Probably, I mean, I'd say tacos. I like tacos, you know, just uh, and barbecue. I love barbecue and tacos. That's and uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes that's what hits the spot, dude. I call. I love tacos and I love fucking uh, barbecue as well. So you got a fan for me in that one for sure. So Austin, we have careened our way into the 10th round of the round, our final round. So we want to follow lights out from here moving forward. Where can the listeners of the Rhino gang, uh, what are your socials so we can keep an eye on you, follow your career and uh, really be fans of Austin lights out. Lingo. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Austin lingo, facebook.com. Uh, Austin Lingo, one word, Instagram.com. You got Austin Lingo, uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, Austin Lingo. You know, it's a, they're all Austin Lingo. Just look me up if you if you got social if on social media. You know, definitely. Yeah, dude, absolutely. We are all really looking forward to your fight on the 16th and everything moving forward. So Austin, I want to tell you, man, thank you so much for joining us today for doing 10 rounds of Rhino. Yes, sir. Thank you. This is Austin Lights Out Lingo, and I just went 10 rounds with Rhino. Man, how cool was that to talk to Austin Lingo? I loved getting to know different fighters and new fighters. I can't wait to see this guy fight on uh, on the 16th in Fight Island. Man, it's going to be a fun one. Really, really cool guy. I really appreciate him joining us uh, for that going 10 rounds with Rhino with Austin. Lights Out Lingo. Uh, yeah, today was a pretty special episode for the uh, end of the year awards, as we called them, the Rhinos. I really, really appreciate everybody uh, checking it out. I hope everybody has a good laugh. I know this was not serious. It's just a, a fun award show with some, some MMA awards, some MMA Twitter awards. Very, very fun, very cool special episode today. So I just want to thank everybody once again for tuning in. Uh, absolutely, we look forward to having you guys tune in next week. we got a really special guest coming up next week as well. I want to let everybody know, please, from the bottom of my heart, Thank you for all you do. I hope you have a wonderful, happy holidays. Everyone stay safe, stay together, spread kindness. Uh, I, I love all you guys. Black Lives Matter. Have a wonderful rest of your holiday and new year. And we will see you next week. Cage side.